0: welcome to housing developments i'm jerry howard and i'm jim tobin welcome jim how are you doing this week i'm
1: all right man after the uh, long weekend it was uh, nice to get a get a break but uh you know back at it uh you know the weather's kind of gloomy out but uh what do you expect for late february
0: late february the weather is never good the 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 experience last week of having the podcast with the mayor of Colorado Springs was really a lot of fun and having a live studio audience with the questions. That's something I really want to do more of as we move forward this year. So that was pretty good. Well, right now, Jim, you know, it broke last week. It's still the same lumber prices at an all time record high. What do you what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's
1: it's hard to believe
0: they could have gotten any
1: higher than they did in September, but yet here we are at a, at a, at a new all time high nine hundred and sixty six dollars per thousand board feet. It, it's out of control, and you know we've talked to builders across the country uh, that are uh, that are seeing their prices go up. You know, you, you, we've heard from uh, one of our our chairman, uh, Alicia Huey. She same house that she built a year ago. Uh, her lumber packet is, is is double what it was thirty five thousand dollars a year ago now over seventy thousand dollars, so it's uh it's out of control. We are uh, we continue to 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 plead with the Biden administration uh, to to focus on this issue. Uh, our friends on Capitol Hill uh, they're starting to ask questions of the administration, uh, and we are uh, we're pulling out all the stops. I know our our crack economics team led by. Rob Deets and, and David Logan, who who uh, who who is kind of our, our lumber guru when it comes to the economic side, they they are are focused on on doing some of that needed research into into what the heck's going on with this with this industry and and why we're seeing these record prices.
0: But not only that, I know that some of the state attorney generals now are expressing interest and that's another avenue that that is making itself available to us. What we got to do is get this Congress settled and start getting some of these testimonials up in front of members of Congress so they can see what's going on. I mean, the reality is that housing affordability was an issue before COVID-19. The COVID-19 crisis is making it more of an issue. And now it appears that the the lumber crisis is just really trying to destroy housing. I mean, we right now are the only fully functioning sector of the economy. I, I'm yes, this is
1: this is we we have talked about this ad nauseum for months now. If the timber industry believes that this is not a sustainable durable recovery in housing, that they are protecting the downside of a housing crash. They are going to prove themselves right eventually by these housing prices, because people are starting to pull back from purchases. They're starting to pull back from even looking forward, Uh, even six months down the road. Builders, rather than being an engine of the economy, selling their homes that they have under contract, starting new ones for people, they are starting to pull back themselves because of their profits are being eroded because the lumber prices are increasing week by week. Uh, The entrepreneurs out there in the one industry that is firing on all cylinders, the lumber industry is, is in danger of of proving themselves right. And when we go down this time, we're taking the rest of the economy with us. We, we, we have said on last week's podcast, you know, we contributed to a point and a half in, in GDP in the fourth quarter. If that evaporates, Now we're looking, starting, we're getting closer to that 1% growth. And that's not what, what, what President Biden wants right now. We need to be the engine
0: driving this economy forward. I mean, just today in the Miami Herald, there was an article about a company down there that gave back all of its construction permits because the costs of construction are too high. And oh, guess what? It was affordable housing in Miami. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the lower end of the housing spectrum that's going to be hurt the most. And these guys got to realize they have an obligation to get product to the marketplace.
1: That, that's right. I mean, you talk about housing affordability at all at all facets of the, of the market. We talk about that first time, that first move up buyer, people are going to invest in a townhome. Uh, and we've talked about the disparity between uh, white homeownership and African-American homeownership and other races in the middle there. Uh, I know this is a focus of this administration about racial equity when it comes to home ownership opportunities, and the lumber prices are gonna disproportionately affect those folks who are trying to get on that first economic rung by buying their first home or or, or affording their first apartment. I know it's a focus, like I said, of this administration. It's a focus of NAHB. Uh, we, We need lumber prices to come down. We need more production and supply. That's what a remedy is for this market right now.
0: I completely agree. I completely agree. So we've got to keep working it. I want to thank all of our listeners and members in general who are sending us uh, testimonials. Being able to take your testimony to the Hill but with your name attached to it as a true constituent of a member of Congress really underscores our point and is going to help us a lot. Uh, we've got to get this taken care of before we get into uh, the spring building season, which is right around the corner now
1: yeah we're we're right here on the cusp of it certainly here in the the mid atlantic and and i know everywhere else uh you know despite our friends in the south uh, in in texas in the middle of the country who don't normally see freezing or below freezing temperatures and and snow and ice but uh but spring is right around the corner if if you believe
0: the groundhog no, you're, well, you're, you're exactly right there, Bill Murray. Uh, the the one thing I wanted to point out is now this crisis is starting to even affect appraisals. Um, I had a call last week from uh, my friend, Michael Day down in South Carolina, uh, saying that it's starting to affect appraisals down there. And our, own, uh, our new third vice chairman, Carl Harris mentioned it as well, that appraisals are now so close to construction costs that they cannot possibly build the homes that we're talking about building. And so I raised that on Friday. I had a conversation uh, with the director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, Mark Calabria, and I raised that issue with Mark on Friday, and, uh, and he was shocked to hear it. Uh, but he agreed to bring this kind of a concept uh, and this problem to the administration. So now we've got you know, one of the regulators of the housing finance system saying, hey, we've got an issue here. In addition to we, the ones who build the homes and the consumers, again, the only people who don't think there's a problem are the timber industry. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Jerry, speaking of your conversation with uh, with Director Calabria, uh they, Fannie and Freddie set the marketplace, right? They're 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 buying mortgages, uh they're they're packaging mortgages to the to the secondary market. So so raising that issue about appraisals uh with uh with with Fannie and, and the regulator of Fannie and Freddie is is critical. Uh, anything else you talked about with uh with the director or was it all focused on lumber at the moment but uh what, what else what else did you touch on?
0: No, the first thing we talked about is the fact that FHFA is having a listening session uh, in the near future. And this is sort of illustrative of the fact that we have a change in the administration. Um, we, it, w- the FHFA is going to be gathering opinions on climate change and natural disaster risk, and what they should be doing uh, with respect to the regulation of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, as well as the federal home loan banks, for that matter, uh, to to account for uh, the risk of disasters uh, because of climate change. That's a huge shift in yeah. practice from, from the Trump administration. But I think Mark Calabria is smart to get out on top of that, given uh, what the president and his key cabinet members have been talking about. Yeah, we, we've talked about it on this podcast for, for
1: many times uh, about, about the impact of, of climate change on this administration it's going to touch every department, every agency, everything that they do uh, in housing finance. Like you said, it, it's it's good for Marco ever to start thinking about it. We've seen article after article about uh, lawmakers holding you know quote unquote holding Wall Street accountable for uh, for 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 climate change, whether it's in investments or certainly going to be in housing, uh, whether it's flood risk or whether it's uh, it's energy consumption. I, I think. Um, this is just the tip of the iceberg for what uh, we're, we're going to have to deal with over the next four years. So, um, you know, it, it's it, it'll be important to see uh, how housing finance plays. Like, like you know, as you said, housing affordability is is a is a cornerstone of this administration. Uh, so is climate change. They're not mutually exclusive, but they are tied together. And so, uh, it'll we'll be, I'll be
0: very curious to see uh, see how this moves forward. Yeah, I also talked to Mark. I think the listeners will be interested in, in this. About mortgage forbearance, and he told us that uh, he was pleased that um, that about sixty percent of the single family mortgage forbearances have cured, uh, and he was very happy with that number. But he did note that he believes that the remaining ones are going to struggle, uh, and there's going to be some some problems going forward. Although I think he sees more risk from multifamily forbearance, as the renters are going to have an even more difficult time than some of the Single-family home buyers. Um, so it was a good conversation with Mark. You know, uh, he's very, very conservative, uh, way more conservative, I think, than the views of any But he's as honest a guy as there is, and he's as a, as accessible a regulator as we've ever had. So uh, I enjoyed talking with him. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you, you mentioned you know uh, foreclosures
1: and, uh, and 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 eviction moratoriums and, and and renters as well. That's why it's important in we, HB. We've been uh, talking to the Biden administration. We are watching with uh, with with bated breath uh, whether or not they can they can get this one point uh, nine trillion dollar package across the goal line to the president's desk over the next couple of weeks. Um, it, it's got some some good things in there for us. Uh, more rental assistance. It actually has some some mortgage forbearance money. In there. $10 billion is, is one of the House proposals. Uh, it's got more money for PPP in it. That's something that's been critical uh, help this time around for our state and local associations that are taking advantage of, of the PPP program. That state and local money, I think that's critical. I, we've talked the, the fear that they're going to start balancing or at least trying to refill their coffers at the state and local level on our backs. So if the federal government can help step in and and alleviate some of that pressure. I think that's that's again an affordability issue for us. But um, I'm optimistic that they'll that they will pass that bill. Uh, and yes, it's a lot of money, but but we have got to we have got to get the economy through this next hump. Vaccines are accelerating. I'm I'm glad to see the numbers going up from vaccines and and see infection rates uh, going down and hospitalizations going down. So. Um, you know, still, I still think there's a, a long way to go, but, but there's reasons to, uh, to at least be optimistic here on, uh, on, uh, the end of February, middle of February.
0: Well, from your lips to God's ears, I hope, and, uh, we'll go from there. But, um, what, what do you see coming down the pike? The Senate will be back next week. Um, the impeachment trial is over. They're going to be moving forward with an amazing concept and that is doing the people's business. Uh, what? <laughs> What do you think, aside from the COVID relief bill, what will they be working on? Well, I I think the the first thing is they've got to finish
1: uh, they've got to finish confirming Joe Biden's cabinet, and and for us the, the the probably the the most important one is is Governor Raimondo from Rhode Island. You know she's she's been uh, she's she's on her way to being the. Secretary of Commerce and, and given our, our interactions on lumber, uh, that's probably the most critical cabinet post. So I'm hopeful that next week she'll be in the queue or at least the week after uh, she'll get in there and, and, and get down to the Commerce Department and we can start fully engaging with her uh, on, on lumber. Uh, and, and then and then I think it's going to be starting to set the appropriations process up. I do think we're going to see some hearings on climate change. Uh, I also think we're going to be seeing some more hearings on, on housing affordability and homelessness. Um, and, and then don't forget, you know, we haven't talked about it in a couple of years because they've, they put more longer term, uh, authorizations in place, but flood insurance is going to start coming back up at least, uh, it, it expires at the end of September of this year. And. You know, maybe lightning will strike and we can uh, we can get a flood insurance bill done. But there's there's going to be a pretty busy legislative calendar uh, between now and in August. Uh, I know the Democrats are looking to to strike while the iron's hot, Uh, and then and then of course set up yet another reconciliation package. And that's one I think we're gonna we're gonna have to watch very very carefully with tax implications and spending implications as well.
0: And I and I assume that you will be picking the key issues and the primary focus of our. Bring housing home uh, program for this spring. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, well, th-
1: this year, given the uncertainty of, of Washington D.C., it's 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 uh, what we have talked to uh, when we've talked to leadership offices. It looks like uh, they're going to keep the fencing and, uh, and on Capitol Hill for the foreseeable future a presence of the National Guard, uh, though reduced from uh, from inauguration day. But they're also not going to allow guests on Capitol Hill. Uh, without escorts uh, and without a uh, real need to do business on Capitol Hill all through this year. So for us, uh, the, the ability to host an in-person legislative conference in, in conjunction with the spring leadership meeting uh, is going to be uh, limited at best. Uh, so we are uh, we want all our members to get together either virtually or in, in person the first week of May, May 3rd to May 7th, and have a conversation with your member of Congress will be, as you said, we'll be setting our agenda. We've touched on a lot of them, whether it's housing finance, housing affordability or lumber uh, or climate change, just to name boy, just off the top of my head, you get to you get to four pretty quickly. Uh, but we we'd asking everybody to to work with your government affairs team, uh team member and, and set up those meetings and carry the message of housing to, to lawmakers uh right right in the first part of spring, right when the spring season's getting going, uh and 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 help us uh you know advocate for uh, on behalf of housing.
0: Well, again, I hope all of our listeners will uh, start thinking about that and get engaged. It's one of the most important uh, programs that NHB runs every year. And uh, this year, as you can tell, it's going to be as important or more important than ever. That's right. And we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, we'll have some more live guests. Uh, Jim will start doing his predictions for the Major League Baseball season <laughs> uh, in the near term. And um, we look forward to – Bringing you all of that and more on the next episodes of Housing Developments. For now, I'm Jerry Howard.
1: Until we meet again, I'm Jim Tobin.
0: Bye bye.